today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. I appreciate that. You know, it's it's definitely you got to get creative. Um, you know, reaching out to every opponent was smart, but the follow up and follow through uh, is so critical because you know you you let a team in and you help them out. That's great. You don't talk to them again for two years, and then you see a, an opening on their staff. Well, they're not even going to respond to you. Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. Today's episode is a special edition of our Member Spotlight. Each week we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them. What makes them tick, how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our Member Spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Association, the biggest coaching tree in all of basketball. Sign up for the Rising Coaches Association now for just $120 a year and become part of our community relationships, and development. We talk about it all the time. There's no straight lines in this profession. There's only ups and downs. You need a community that knows exactly what you're going through and has been there before to help lean on during the rough times of the industry. You need genuine relationships, not just exchanging numbers, not just meeting new people uh, at the Final Four in the off season. You should be doing it all year round, and we provide tremendous opportunities to create those genuine relationships all through the year. And finally, development. We have so much content and so many resources so that you can work on your craft and become a better coach. Because we put such a premium and an emphasis on helping you establish new, genuine relationships, it takes all of the political BS side of the business out of the equation for you. All of that gets removed off of your plate. You can just worry about being you, making new friends in the business, and working on your craft and becoming the best coach that you can be and impacting the people that you're around on a daily basis. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com membership. Rising Coaches events are back. This summer, we have two live in-person events, and we can't wait to see you there. The Rising Coaches Conference West will take place in Phoenix, Arizona, June 17th through the 18th, and the Rising Coaches Conference East will be held in Atlanta, Georgia, July 6th through the 7th. Both events are right before major recruiting tournaments uh, in those cities. Uh, so come a day early, attend the conference, and get some recruiting done while you're there. All information can be found at risingcoaches.com. Uh, events are $199, but if you sign up before May 22nd, you can receive a $25 off discount. Uh, and if you're a Rising Coaches member, you'll receive $100 off. If you're a member, head to the member site for the coupon code and receive your discount. We can't wait to see you guys there. Welcome back to another edition of the Rising Coaches Member Spotlight. Very excited about today's episode. We're joined by new assistant coach, Zach Friesman of Western Carolina. And before we uh, jump into it, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Lucio Sports. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the NCAA just passed legislation allowing technology in the huddles. Um, so you're going to need to get ahead of that 
come up with a plan as your program and staff of how you're going to integrate uh, technology into your in-game uh, execution. Lucio Sports is used. Uh, it's what the it's what the pros use. You see it in NBA huddles all the time. Their whiteboard app allows you to show animated play diagrams. So the days of pulling out the whiteboard and drawing up crazy squiggly lines are over. Now you're going to be pulling out an iPad. You hit play and you see the, the play diagram animated and you can do it four to five times in a 30 second timeout. The statistics that they've gathered on their ATO efficiency from teams that use their product are off the charts. Um, so if you're looking to get an edge, if you're looking to integrate technology into what you do in your huddles uh, and improve your ATOs, check out our friends at Lucio Sports, luciosports.com. And if you're a Rising Coaches member, you get a free personal license to their app. So you can sign up for Rising Coaches at risingcoaches.com. You can get your hands on it, see if you like it. And if you do, then you can call and, and sign your team up. So very excited about our partnership with Lucio Sports. Very excited about their new product and it all the timing is amazing with uh, the new rules allowing allowing people to use tech in their huddles. So um, also before we get into it, uh, just want to mention we have our live conferences. We're coming back in person to you. Um, so June uh, 17th through the 18th in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, right before the big Section 7 high school recruiting event, uh, and July 6th through the 7th in Atlanta, right before the big AAU uh, recruiting period, which, of course, is always housed in Georgia between Augusta and Atlanta, about five different spots in Atlanta. Um, so we hope to see you guys there in person at our events. Visit risingcoaches.com for all of the info. Whew. Zach, good to see you, man. Man, great to see you, Adam. Appreciate you having me on. No, I'm I'm very excited to have you on because uh, we've known each other for years, and uh, more importantly, or I don't know about more importantly, but Rising Coaches has known you for years. You've you've been uh, coming for for years. You've been a part of what we do for what probably seven eight years now since going back to your your days as a manager in North Florida, right? Definitely, definitely. Unbelievable organization. Uh, really helped me connect with some other aspiring coaches and uh, just fortunate to be a part of it from uh, the early days. Yeah. What year, like when was the first event that you attended? I want to say it was in 2014. Um, definitely went to a, a Rising Coaches Conference out in Vegas. Uh, been in Indianapolis, been in Charlotte. Um, so some some great conferences that you guys put on and really helps network and listen to some great speakers as well. I love it. So 2014, what year were you in college? Uh, rising junior. Yeah, I thought you were younger. Like sometimes you get the people that are like managers that are about to graduate or just graduated. Um, couldn't be couldn't be happier for you, Zach. I appreciate it. I appreciate that very much. Really excited uh, to be here today. So give us your background, man. Tell us where you're from. Tell us how you got into coaching and, and give us a quick uh, snapshot of your journey to here. Yeah, so grew up in South Florida, uh, played high school basketball. My dream was to go to the University, in Nor uh, University of Florida and be a manager there. And uh, my brother and sister, both Gators, and uh, I got rejected from my dream school. And uh, I thought life was over. Turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, went to University in North Florida as a manager. Spent four unbelievable years there with Coach Driscoll and his staff. Um, just unbelievable, world-class people. 
that helped uh, lay a foundation for me as a as an aspiring coach. Um, and I'm forever, forever grateful for them uh, getting married next week, and they'll be there. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But those guys are family to me, and so appreciative. Uh, went to VCU for two years um, as a grad assistant. First year there was for Coach Wade and his staff. He went to LSU, and uh, I was a little bit in limbo. Again, thought the world was over. Turns out it was the next best thing that could have happened. Uh, Coach Rhodes and his staff came in and just welcomed me with open arms from day one. And uh, to young people out there uh, that are watching this, as whether you're a manager or a GA and your coaches leave, um, the first thing a lot of young people do is they want to apply to that next school and go with their coach. And, you know, they don't know what's next. And what I would say, and I told this to our guys at Winthrop um, and, and some other friends in the business, uh, entertain the possibility of a new staff uh, for so many reasons. You, you expand your network, first of all, but you learn a whole different way of doing things. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened at VCU with Coach Rhodes and that staff. I uh, learned a lot from Coach Wade, but uh, the opportunity to learn from Coach Rhodes and, and those guys really opened my eyes to a third way of doing things after uh, the Coach Driscoll um, experience. So that was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I had a very similar experience at Clemson. And I think it's easier when you're a GA because GAs are a little bit more immune to like, uh, you know, the turnover. Definitely. Um, sometimes they they let you hang around um, a little easier when you're when you're GA. But even even you know full time guys, you know, sometimes it works out. And uh, it is. It's an awesome experience. And what I found was they leaned on me a little bit more than they would. I actually gained responsibilities because I you know I was the one guy that knew where the cafeteria was, where to take people on recruiting visits. And, you know, it kind of put me in a new, you know, light in terms of what, what I was able to do for the staff. Yeah. That's a great perspective for sure. For sure. Sorry to cut in anyways, please. No, you're, no, you're good. I appreciate you adding that. Um, so finished up as a GA in 2018, uh, just over three years ago. And um, man, I, I had nothing, um, you know, reaching out to a whole bunch of contacts, everyone I know, reached out to Adam as well, you know, anyone that would help me. And uh, turns out that Winthrop was going to have an open video job. And dating back to 2015, we played Tennessee Tech in a home and home. And we'll, we'll touch on this a little later. But one thing I did was I reached out to every incoming ops, uh, director of ops of the opponent, you know, introduce myself. Here's who I am. Here's what I want to do. I'll help. I'll do your laundry. I'll let you in anything you need. Any questions where you want to eat in town? Um, I'm your guy. And and the reason why I did that was it was an opportunity to meet people and uh, and build relationships. Well, you know, fast forward three years, uh, I got to know their GA at the time, Mitchell Hill, and uh, built a relationship with him, worked their camp, uh, got to know him. And, and Mitchell's in my wedding next week. And uh, Mitchell was the one that told me, hey, the video job is probably going to open. He he was the director of ops at Winthrop in 2018, and uh, he got me the interview. Um, so, you know, that was really, really fortunate. Went to Winthrop as a video coordinator. Uh, he moved on after one year and coach promoted me to, to director of ops uh, for the previous for the last two seasons. Um, yeah. And, and like uh, w the story you just told is, is perfect because so many people get caught up with like, Oh, I got to get to know all these head coaches. I got to network with these head coaches and, and that's great. And if you can do that, good for you. Um, but it's like, it's the GAs that turn into the ops guys that tell you about the jobs that are open 
uh, that's the, you know, just as valuable because, you know, even though you know how it, you know how it is, like when you go on hoop dirt or the job boards, anything that's posted is usually filled already. So knowing what's open is like half the battle. Um, and so that, yeah. that's great. And the fact that you're, you got creative and found ways to connect with people by, you know, hosting them when they were in town. I mean, how many games go by where a team comes into your arena and goes and, and you really never connected with anybody. Um, and you've always been great at that. You've, you've been a great letter writer. You're really good at like staying connected to people and building those, those relationships as you go. I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's definitely, you got to get creative. Um, you know, reaching out to every opponent was smart, but the follow up and follow through uh, is so critical because, you know, you, you let a team in and you help them out. That's great. You don't talk to them again for two years and then you see a, an opening on their staff. Well, they're not even going to respond to you uh, most of the time because they're not going to know who you are. So building that relationship, uh, genuine relationship is so, is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so you get to Winthrop, uh, your, your video coordinator, you move up, you're working for Pat Kelsey. Uh, you guys have unbelievable amounts of success. Um, and he's, we could probably do a whole podcast just on like how he coaches and, and your, your guys' style of play. Um, uh, which I kind of, I feel like we should talk about a little bit, like what makes, obviously you guys shoot the, the crap out of the ball. It seems like you got five shooters on the floor at all times. What what do you guys do if you can pinpoint like one or two things that that um, is so unique and and so effective? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, first of all, you got to have great players, um, and, and we 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 had that at Winthrop. Um, credit to the staff for for evaluating that talent and bringing them in, and then developing them. You know, the player of the year in the Big South last year was a Division two transfer, and Coach Kelsey has had unbelievable success in his nine years at Winthrop with Division II guys. Um, you know, it, it's become much more popular now, but uh, he was doing it before anyone else did. So our best – our player of the year was, you know, a Division II transfer, and then we, you know, we had a, uh, a true five, a former top 100 player uh, that came back home, a transfer from Tennessee, um, along with another Division II kid that, you know, just transferred to Texas Tech. So – a lot of talent there, but what we did was we uh, we call it three to the baseline, and we're going to run the floor harder than anyone else in the country. Uh, we're going to offensive rebound top ten in the country um, and defensive rebound top ten in the country to create extra possessions in the game. Um, but we're going to run. We're going to shoot great shots. It doesn't matter if it's five seconds in the shot clock or five seconds left in the shot clock. Um, we just want to generate great shots. And, you know, we have different things. We use something called the shot spectrum where we want to generate – the most shots are the most efficient shot. You know, the most efficient shot in the game is a free throw. And uh, so how are you going to generate free throws? Well, you got to attack downhill, make two play you, uh, get fouled or find the open guy and, um, you know, different things like that. So free throws, uh, rim shots, layups and dunks, and then threes. So we try and limit, you know, paint twos, non-paint twos, the lowest percentage shots in the game. Uh, so we use some different things. And then, uh, you know, you're going to be good at what you emphasize. So every day in film, we're showing them the shot spectrum. We're showing them how how hard they ran the floor. You know, everything's graded. Um, and, and Coach Kelsey just has that down to a T um, and how we did things. And we're going to do things really, really similar here at Western Carolina. So really excited about that. Yeah, I love it. And again, like I've got like 10 different questions I want to ask you, but this podcast is about you. So we'll keep it moving. And now a quick break to talk about our partners at Dr. Dish. 
As the off-season approaches, it's the perfect time to upgrade your training equipment. At Rising Coaches, we highly recommend you to check out our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. They are undoubtedly the best and most innovative training machines. Their newest model for schools, the Dr. Dish CT, is a complete game changer. It has a touchscreen that plays training videos, tracks stats by location, and incorporates on-demand workouts and drills from the top programs and trainers in the world. Check them out at drdishbasketball.com or on social media at drdishbball. Mention Rising Coaches before you purchase and receive an additional $300 off your next order. Um, uh, so you guys, like we mentioned, you guys have great success there. Winthrop, um, make a run in the tournament, uh, win some conference championships. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, it's the off season and, and it's probably been like this the last two, three years, every off season, you know how it is. Like names get thrown around for jobs that may not even be involved, but like, you, you know, coach Kelsey's name obviously was one that got thrown out a lot. Um, so I'm sure you're always nervous around that time or anxious. And then all of a sudden the call comes and he gets the college of Charleston job. So take me through like how the next, you know, from that call, uh, like how did he let you guys know? How did you find out to like where you are today? Give us like how that all went down. Yeah. The, the coaching, uh, the coaching carousel is, is unique. Um, and, and you know, coach Kelsey's name was involved for a lot of jobs every year and deservingly so. Um, he's an excellent, excellent coach, um, unbelievable X and O's, um, knows how to how to push the right buttons and get everyone in the organization. Doesn't matter if you're a manager, director of ops, or, or the best player uh, moving in the right direction. Um, but, you know, he was, a, he was a finalist at Wake Forest the year before, and, you know, going through that process, um, you know, really great relationship with coach, but there's no guarantees in this business. Um, and, you know, going from Winthrop to potentially Wake at, you know, who knows what that's going to look like for myself or anyone else on the staff. Um, you know, I've, I was at VCU and Coach Wade got the LSU job and, you know, it didn't take everyone from VCU. So, you know, it, it's different everywhere um, and there's no guarantees. But having a second year under my belt uh, as his director of ops and, you know, being involved at the College of Charleston job um, definitely felt good about it. But again, there's no guarantees, um, but a great relationship with Coach Kelsey. Um, and you know, as obviously he got the job, uh, plays it extremely close to his chest, explained that when the wake forest situation was going down because, you know, Twitter, everyone sees everything. Um, but plays it extremely close to his chest, which I respect and can appreciate. And, uh, you know, let us know once it was done that, that he got it and, uh, wanted to bring the entire staff, which, which I respect because that doesn't happen often. And, uh, he brought every single member of his staff to the college of Charleston. Awesome. So you're at, you're in Charleston uh, for what, two weeks? You're probably looking at apartments. Where are you going to live? You know, what's your, what's your favorite lunch spot, whatever. Uh, you know, t- so tell me about like those two weeks and, and then the Western Carolina thing. Yeah. So it was crazy two weeks. Um, uh, so he gets the college of Charleston job and uh, coach Gray is involved in the head coaching job at Winthrop, our head coach here at Western Carolina. Um, so I'm at the College of Charleston uh, working for Coach Kelsey, but knowing that Coach Gray's interviewing and uh, have an unbelievable relationship with Coach Gray. Um, and he, he tells me from the start, um, hey, if I get this job, I want to keep you. And um, so that was kind of unique. And, you know, I'm really, really appreciative of his trust and belief in me. Um, but he, you know, he, he doesn't end up getting the job 
So he comes to Charleston and uh, quickly gets a call from the AD here, um, interest in him. So it's a really unique two weeks. Um, again, he's, he tells me, hey, if I get the job, you know, I want to take you there. And, uh, you know, it's tough because I have a great relationship with Coach Kelsey, uh, but he can definitely understand it's an opportunity to be on the road, be a full-time assistant, um, and, and was so supportive. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. Um, but it, it was crazy. Two weeks at a college of Charleston, um, you know, looking looking for apartments online. My fiance came into Charleston uh, the Friday before Coach Gray got the job, and um, she had been there literally 10 minutes. I just got <laughs> I just got in the car. She drove in, and um, I knew Coach Gray was meeting with the committee here uh, for the job and that afternoon. So I get in the car, and my phone rings, and it's Coach Gray. And, and we had just gone on this roller coaster at Winthrop for him, you know, applying for the job. And, uh, and, and my fiance goes through that roller coaster with me. She asked for it. So, uh, you know, updating her throughout and, and for this job, she says, Hey, I don't want to go on the roller coaster. Just tell me at the end. Yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, totally. Smart. Whatever you, yeah, quickly. whatever you want to do, that's cool with me. So I know when this phone rings, Hey, he just met with the committee. So I answer it, put it on speakerphone. And he says, freeze. I think I'm going to get the job. And uh, the emotions just that just ran through, you know, both of us was was unbelievable. Um, a dream come true. You know, I'm 26 years old, didn't play college basketball. And, and for for a coach to believe in me the way he has and empower me um, is just unbelievable. It's hard, to, hard to express in a word. So it was a great, great, uh, great moment there for my fiance and I and, and just sharing the excitement with Coach Gray uh, was unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're getting married next week, which congratulations, by the way. But yeah, Charleston's really nice. Your fiance probably got there and was like looking around. Uh, and she's like, you know, I could I could get used to this. And then you get the call. We're going to Western Carolina, honey. Pack up your bags. Don't unpack. Let's go. Yeah, it was it was crazy. She was coming in. We had 10 different apartments scheduled to look at for the next couple of days. And, um, you know, once we got that call and coach felt really good about it, we, we just turned it into more of a celebration. We looked at two apartments just to do our due diligence in case things fell through, but uh, it was unbelievable. Charleston was a, was an easy sell, but uh, my fiance is, is so supportive of me and my dreams. And, you know, there was no, Hey, I want to stay or Hey, this, that, like, yes, we're going, I don't know where it is, but we're going. Is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of what she said. So we went from yeah. the beach to the mountains, but uh, excited to be here. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the big hurdles for guys like us, and when I say like us, I mean like former managers that didn't play um, in college. Uh, one of the big things is like, you know, the, you know, everyone's got their own path, right? We get that. But like one of the, you know, standard trajectories for guys that want to be at the division one level is, you know, you sit in support staff roles, you know, GA, uh, video, ops, you know, whatever else in between, there's all kinds of titles now. Um, and getting that first assistant job is so hard because uh, it's like when you go to the DMV and you lose your driver's license and they ask you for your ID and you're like, I don't have one. That's why I'm here. It's the same <laughs> thing. Like you can't get that first assistant job because they're like, you got no recruiting experience. Well, how do I get recruiting experience unless you give me a shot? Um, can you talk a little bit about like that hump? Because so many people struggle with that and it is hard. Um, how, how did you kind of manage that over the years? And what do you think ultimately um, 
you know, got you the position and, and gave coach gray the trust in you to put you in that role. Definitely. Definitely. It's a extremely difficult hump to, to get over. Um, and you know, I'm really, really fortunate because there's no guarantees in this business. And I easily could have been in support staff role for another 10 years and who knows, I might be back there tomorrow, but, um, you know, I'm really fortunate, uh, for coach gray believing in me. Um, and, and that goes for anything. Like, how do you get your first head coaching opportunity if, if no one gives you that opportunity, you know? And our athletic director, Alex Gary, you know, believed in Coach Gray and, and hired hired a, hired a guy that had two years of experience as an assistant coach. You know, Coach Gray is 37 years old, and he's been an assistant coach for two years. And uh, that's unbelievable. And it just that just goes to show, you know, what kind of person he is, what kind of coach he is, his experience – and uh, if you came to practice at Winthrop last year and you saw Coach Gray in action, you'd have thought he'd been on the sidelines for 15, 20 years. And, and he hasn't, two years. And uh, it's just unbelievable watching him, his basketball IQ, the way he sees the game and understands it, uh, the developing players. Um, I was so impressed with that, uh, which made part of coming here an absolute no-brainer. Um, but, but, yeah, going back to what you were saying about the – the recruiting experience and not having any, um, you know, what I'll say to that is uh, we have a frame in, in our bedroom and it says embrace where your feet are planted. And and that's a coach Driscoll quote that, uh, that he's shared many, many times over the years. And um, you know, w- w- what that means is, is exactly what it says. You know, don't, don't be looking after the next job or the next opportunity or how I'm going to get on the road yeah, sometimes those things, you know, come through your mind like, hey, okay, I just booked another hotel or another bus and I want to coach basketball. You know, those are real thoughts. Um, But just embrace where your feet are planted and crush it, you know, crush your role. Be the best uh, that that you can be. And there's no scoreboard, but every day I woke up, I wanted to be the best director of basketball operations in the country. And uh, no one is going to say, hey, the guy at Duke is better or the guy at, you know, Florida is better. Like, who knows? But, um, you know, that's kind of my mentality. And uh, that's why I'm sitting here today. You know, Coach Gray didn't hire me because I had a player in my back pocket that we were going to bring to Western Carolina or uh, a relationship with every AU coach up the East Coast. You know, that's just not the case. Uh, he hired me because he believed in me and saw my saw me work every day and thought, hey, if I'm going to start a program, I want someone that knows how to run a program uh, inside and out from, you know, a logistics standpoint, an administrative standpoint um, with me. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. And, and that's just kind of how, how it, you know, helped happen. Yeah. And we just did a big podcast with Fran Frischilla on this topic of like, you know, coaches complain that they have a hard time finding loyal, hardworking assistants. Well, no, you're just hiring the wrong people. Quit hiring people for players. Plus the shit's changed anyways. Sorry for cursing, whatever, but I know you're in the office. Hopefully no one can hear me. Uh, it's changed, right? Like recruiting has changed. Uh, you guys have signed how many guys? Uh, yeah, we, we signed nine guys. We got four returning scholarship players. So you signed nine, uh, and you've only been there, what, maybe a month? Yeah. Three weeks? Yep. Okay, so that's great. Congrats on that, first of all. Um, how many of those nine guys are transfers? Uh, we got eight transfers and one high school kid. Okay, and that's like – that's normal. Like that is the new normal – everybody trans uh, recruits out of the portal or gets, you know, like uh, you can steal some really good Juco players. My point is recruiting's not what it used to be where those, those lifelong relationships with AAU programs, of course that all helps 
all of that stuff helps. But recruiting no longer is a year long uh, relationship trying to convince a kid to come to your school or a two or three year long recruiting process. It's now a two week recruiting process where somebody enters the portal. The guys who are all over the portal, all over Twitter and understanding who, who comes in and then can quickly dig through the film, dig through, you know, the statistics, the analytics and make, a, you know, the, the head coaches that can make quick decisions. Those are the ones that seem to get rewarded on the recruiting front now, not necessarily like, you know, the guys that have been in it for 30 years or the guy who, you know, and for again, I'm not trying to downplay that. Those relationships are super valuable and do help. But no longer do I think it's like a prerequisite to be able to recruit. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, zero recruiting experience, you know, have relationships from, you know, different different things such as working camp, such as meeting guys at Rising Coaches Conference, um, meeting high school coaches at team camp, stuff like that. But uh, definitely right. You know, the portal has changed a lot. Uh, and there's just so many more kids than there are scholarships. So, you know, getting involved with, with kids is not, you know, an impossible task. Right. Right. Um, have you found – how has your experience been so far? Like, I'm sure you've signed some players at this point or been involved with – the nine guys you've signed, is it, is it harder than you thought, easier than you thought? Yeah. What's your well, experience been like? Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, just, you know, calling kids and parents and coaches and, and, and the biggest thing is research. So we signed nine kids and, and coach Greg got the job a month from tomorrow. Uh, so we, we haven't been here very long and, and, and nine guys. So you really got to dig into, okay, this kid's good enough, but, you know, what are his ABCs? Is, what's his transcript look like? Is, is academics important to him? Uh, is it not? Does he go to class? Does he show up late? You know, those kind of questions are, are critical. Um, the basketball's, you know, it's tough because you can't see a kid with your own eyes. We're in a dead period, and, uh, you know, these kids are in the portals. So you're, you're watching games off synergy. You're watching highlight tapes. You're talking to other coaches, maybe in their league or teams that have played them, and then the character piece. You know, what can you find out about that kid? Why is he leaving the school that he is? Uh, how many times has he transferred in high school? Um, what's he like when when he's not playing? You know, what kind of teammate is he on the bench? Like, all those things are so important. And research, 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 nine kids in a month, uh, it's hard to get every single answer, but it's our job to turn over, you know, every stone possible and, and try and find out as much as possible about these kids. I love it. Um Zach, what else um, do you think is important to, you know, impart to other people who are trying to do what, what you've done? What advice could you give someone? This business is all about relationships. Um, and the other thing I'll say is every day is an interview. You know, I had no idea that Justin Gray would become a head coach after two years as an assistant. But, you know, the way I worked every day, the way I built relationships with our staff, with the administration, with our players, um, he was interviewing me every day and I had no idea. Um, w w one thing that I did was uh, Coach, Coach Kelsey gave me the responsibility of being our under-out-of-bounds special teams coordinator. Um, so I couldn't actually get on the floor and, and teach the guys or go over anything on scout, anything like that, NCAA rules uh, prevent that. But what I did was I scouted every – under out of bounds, offense, defense, sideline out of bounds, offense, defense. And as a staff, without any players there, as a staff, we'd go over it. And uh, it was my job to know every uh, every single thing that would happen. If, if they lined up 
you know, with their four across, what they were doing. If, if the four man was in front of the ball, what they were doing. So um, when we go over that as a staff, I would, I would text our head coach, Coach Kelsey, and then Coach Gray uh, before every – the night before every game, hey, here's all their play calls. Here's exactly the actions they're going to run. Um, here's what they're going to do if they step left and go right. Here's what they're going to do if they move backwards or take a step forward. And um, we are just talking about it yesterday, Coach Gray and I, and he's like, man, how you knew every single thing they did, depending on how they lined up and how they moved, um, was just so impressive. And, uh, and then he would take that and teach the guys, uh, you know, uh, during walkthrough and, and go through it. Hey, here's what they would do. And, um, you know, that, that's just something that, you know, Coach Kelsey tasked me with, but I really ran with it and I, I owned it. And, you know, if something went wrong or I didn't know a play call or I didn't know, uh, you know, how they're going to line up, I, you know, that was on me. And that's just kind of the ownership I took with it. Yeah, I love it. Um, you were organized. You worked hard. And that is the stuff that that pays off in the long run, um, as well as the relationship piece. Well, Zach, I can't thank you enough for being such a um, valuable member of, of our community and always being so involved with Rising Coaches. And again, couldn't be happier for for uh, you and your new position and uh, your wedding next week. Biggest win of my life. I appreciate it. For sure. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Thanks for coming on, Zach. Thanks for having me, Adam. Take care. You as What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more, Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com.